Hello and welcome to the 52nd episode of the NL Feast podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite division in baseball. My name is Sam Clark, and with me as always, the opening to my day, Brandon Gross. It's here almost. Oh my God, that's right. The next podcast we record after this one, baby, baseball is going to be happening. I've got a series in the books next week. Baseball is back, Brandon, with a vengeance. The The Marlins AAA affiliate, the, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp start today. There's already been some excitement. I know Max Meyer threw a perfect first inning. I haven't checked on anything that, uh, about that since, so fingers crossed I didn't just jinx him. But yeah, dude, baseball's back. I uh, Have I told you about my opening day plan? No, what's your plan? I have a, I have a plan. So we are allotted regular sick days. We're allotted paid time off, like vacation days. And then we get something mm-hmm. called family sick days, which is like... Sure. A kind of day off that you can use for if like someone's getting surgery or if you need to take care of somebody. And I've <laughs> I have accumulated a lot of these family sick days because I don't have a family to get sick um, sure. or I do, but I, I'm not in the position to help them out <laughs> if, yeah, if yeah. something were to have happened. Um, so I, uh, I, I have a, a, a lot enough that I'm able to use one of my family sick days on Thursday opening day tomorrow, I guess, when for when this podcast comes out um, and I'm going to buy a 12 pack of Budweiser and a 12 pack of hot dogs and Chris and my friend Zach. And maybe Nate, a bunch of the dudes are coming over. We're going to have a couple beers, have a couple hot dogs, and we're going to fake our own opening day in my apartment. I thought you were just going to do those things by yourself at first. <laughs> yeah, got a 12-pack of beer for myself. Yes. <laughs> no, no, we're getting a little group together. Oh, I got, I'm jealous. I don't have any baseball friends in, in L.A. The hell, man. Yeah, I know, dude. We got we to fix that. But I, I got very lucky. Uh, I, I won't say which of those three friends I are going to do this, but I know a handful of them have intentionally moved meetings and or appointments around on Thursday so that their full day is free. Um, and my it's a weird space, though, because my boss is a huge Yankees fan. Shout out to my boss. I'm not going to give I'm not going to dox my boss on the podcast. Name, uh, name. I want the name. <laughs> no names. No names. Um, but he knows opening day is Thursday. I've talked to him about it already, and I'm confident he knows that I am pulling some shenanigans to watch baseball. Um, and I'm just kind of keeping my fingers crossed that he will not care uh, to much to to follow up about maybe it. he's doing the same thing you ever think about that so i talked to him about it and because we ha- were i won't get into too much of the boring details but there's a required amount of days that we have to go into the office and he has a a, a young child not a newborn anymore but a, a, a young enough child that they need uh family care and so on thursdays a day that we normally have to go into the office he comes in a different day that week or helps balance the schedule so he was like well i'm gonna be home on thursday anyway so uh, and he's a big yankees fan and yankees red sox is the first game that i think kicks off the opening day right that's the one o'clock game Maybe. I don't know. This <laughs> no, is an Annalise podcast, dude. I don't know. <laughs> That's a good point. I, I even so much as entertain the idea of going to the ballpark, um, but tickets were like 150 bucks for opening day at Yankees, so it's just not worth it. And also, I don't tell anybody, Brandon, but it's supposed to rain. It's supposed to rain hard this week, so uh, I'm really I know for the that... Mets and Nationals, yeah, it might get rained out, most likely. Yeah, so uh, it looks like a 100% chance of rain all day tomorrow. Um, which kind of sucks because I have to go into Manhattan tomorrow. Um, but outside of that, I'm, I'm remaining optimistic. Marlins don't play till Friday, and they play the Giants. So, so long as San Francisco stays dry, the Marlins opening day will stay dry. Um, and yeah, man, I just got an exciting week. I go to the Strokes concert tomorrow I told you about. I'm very pumped about that. Noted Mets fan Julian Casablancas, as we've talked about when I saw him last year. He'll definitely, he's definitely going to bring it up. He's going to talk Mets, 100%. He's got to. He's got to. It's the day before opening day. Like you, He's going to say something. I hope he doesn't comment on the departure of his favorite player, though relief pitcher Miguel Castro who was recently traded to the Yankees he liked his style so it was all about and then what did the Yankees do just immediately stripped him of his style listen Yankees give it up all right we don't like it we don't like the bit oh, you know what's yeah. weird I thought about this because I, I didn't know the details of the Yankees grooming rule Nestor Cortez famous with the mustache mustache yeah. is okay Don Mattingly famous with the mustache Mustaches why? okay, Yankees. Why, why mustaches? Is, yeah, why if anything mustache? that should be banned. Everything else should be okay. Yes, or what? Do they allow like a goatee, like a single goatee or a soul patch? Is it like does it have to be like soul a patch? Characterized facial hair? Or, like, I mean, I guess a mustache. Scruff? You have a mustache right now. I guess I a mustache. A you know, is, is a more distinguished gentleman, right? If yes. you're doing an Abe Lincoln chin strap, they probably don't like that very <laughs> they much. Don't like, or mutton chops are probably frowned upon. Mut- oh, let's try the mutton chops because that's distinguished gentleman. I guess that's true. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Mm. Yeah, Brandon, I think you also have to cut facial, or not just facial hair, top of the head hair too, right? Like you can't yes. have long, long top of the head hair. Top of the, yeah. There's got to be a better word than top, top of the head top hair. Top of the head hair. Top of the head <laughs> hair to you. <laughs> it's how the Irish talk about their Yankees uh, having to cut down their hair. Um, very weird rule. Very weird rule. Seems antiquated. I anticipate. Do you, will they ever get rid of it, though? I don't know if they'll ever get rid of it. Never. Never. I don't. You know when they'll get rid of it? I got it. Hmm. They'll get rid of it if they have a... Well, actually, I don't know. Is it also the rule in the minors? Because I was going to say, if oh, they had a question. kid in the minors that, that was like a number one star prospect that yes. has wild hair, 
Would they would they let him keep it? You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah, like a Cole Hamels. Is that the kid on the Pirates that has like the really long Cole Hamels? Pair? Isn't that the the or is that the Phillies? older dude? Is that the Who Phillies legend? Cole Tucker? Is it Cole Tucker? Oh, Tucker. Yeah, on the Pirates. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. Okay. I do know about baseball, Brandon. Despite what I say on every episode, I do know <laughs> a little bit about baseball. Um, yes, Cole Tucker. But he was who was he was dating a celebrity, Vanessa Hudgens, I think. I think right, Vanessa Hudgens. Yeah. Wow, baseball players, uh, insane. On the insane. Pirates, you, well, on crazy. the Pirates, nonetheless, and on the Pirates. What's going on with you, though, Brandon? It's been it's been a weekend since we've spoken. I hope that you week. have a couple stories for me. What's going oh, on? Oh yeah, I got stories. So, well, first story. I'm on. This one should be the one I'm more excited about, but I'm not. Okay. The second one I'm more excited about. Okay. One involves the actor Dan Levy. One involves the, a squirrel. Which one do you oh, think is more exciting? Okay, you would think based on the two uh, the two things that you threw out there that the Dan Levy story would be the most exciting, but I'm anticipating it's the, the squirrel. squirrel. <laughs> it's the squirrel. Okay, uh, about the but squirrel. yeah, Friday um, after uh, performing in a show, I'm back on stage, baby. I'm doing He's improv. Back. Come on wow. out. Um, went to a bar. Dan Levy was there. Dan Levy Dude. from famous from Shit's Creek. Um, he was there holding court. Looks like it was uh, a company rented out this uh, a section of the bar. Um, some company is working with probably on some film. And he was holding court there. He dresses as loud as he does on TV. That's so has fun. the glasses. Um, one of my friend's parents, who happened to be there, they uh, attended the show as well. Uh, the dad uh, is shameless and doesn't even know who he is. So, sh- uh, and the mom was really into getting a picture. Dad tapped him on the shoulder and was like, "Hey, can my wife get a picture with you?" And he was like, "Sure." And then all the young people did not bother him. The older people no. were did not care. They've been through <laughs> enough where they were like, "You know what? We're gonna get a picture." Uh, young people, we were just standing outside, the, breathing on the glass. But uh, <laughs> that was the first story. That's a good story. Fine story. Good celebrities. Story. We talk also... about celebrities on here. Are they out? Of, are they from out of town? The parents? No, no. They they live in the general LA area, so it wasn't okay. Like okay. That shocking. So I think they just like... like they just like the star watching. You know. I can't blame them. I mean, Miranda and I have used Shit's Creek, the show that he's uh, the star on, and creator. I think creator, writer, creator too. Yeah, yeah. Covers a lot of the covers a lot of the behind the line stuff too. Back of the line, behind the line, BTL. Yeah, behind that, the line, right? Okay, behind. Above, it's behind ab- or back? Below, below, below the line. Below the line. Okay, Above, right. yeah, we, yeah. T- together we have one whole oh, brain. Right? <laughs> <laughs> one so brain. We, we figured it out. We figured it and out. And it's shaped um, like a baseball. But the more exciting. I want to get to the. Okay, get to the get to this, What is get it? What's your question? I'm not going to squirrel. No, I was just going to say Shit's Creek has been Miranda and I's like the longest drawn out try to watch a television show together. I think we're in 18 months and we've just been like. Watching an episode every week at, at most, so uh, that's yeah, that's all I wanted. To it's, add yeah, all. it's it's not a show you can binge easily. It's fine, and, you yeah. know. I'll say it, whatever. It's fine. It's good. No, it's good. You know, it's it's good at what it does. It wants to Wait, be something, and it is. You know, it's anyway, not. So Brandon, you know, no, we don't need to talk about the squirrel. <laughs> no, I gotta tell you about the squirrel. Okay. All right, tell me about the squirrel. Okay, so last night I attended a jazz show. Um, long story as to why I was there, but it, there's a really cool venue in Los Angeles. Come to the baked potato. If you're ever in LA, you'd love it. It's amazing. It's like a sounds, little yeah, room. Cool. It's created by a guy who was part of the wrecking crew from the sixties that played in all those amazing pop and rock records. Very um, La La Land of you, dude. Very La La Land. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was, it was Siebes. That's where I went. Okay, <laughs> it was cool, called cool. Siebes, right? You say, his... Nobody knows enough about jazz anymore these days. Yeah. Yeah. No one knows enough. I do. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I went to that show. It was with uh, actually my my friend whose parents were at were got a picture of Dan Levy. I went with him, and then we have uh, another gentleman who's a bit older who plays jazz. Long story. It was L.A. show, but okay, okay. anyway, that's not the important part. Um, first thing is uh, we uh, we did see in in the jazz club Leonard Malton, the famed critic. The second time I've seen him at this jazz club. Wow, which okay. is fine. And a okay. big celebrity weekend. And then the comedian Fred Stoller. I don't know if you know him, but if no. you Google him, you're going to go that guy. Okay, he was wait. in. He was a supporting character in Everybody Loves Raymond, and he's done a lot of voices for a lot of different cartoons. Fred yes. Stoller. Yeah, I know yes. this guy. Mark Maron always references him. He's a comedian's comedian, and and the guy we were with, the the uh, guy who plays jazz, he knew him, <laughs> and we like saw, personally. He knew him personally, which was funny because when we were sitting there, um, uh, we were like, oh, that's that guy. It's the Fred Stoller guy. Yeah. Um, and then w- my friend was like, I bet uh, uh, our friend that's coming here, the older guy, I bet he's going to know him. And he walks in and he goes, hey. Oh, <laughs> and, my God. Yeah. He's just like that type of guy where he just knows everyone. Anyway, so that, that was so funny. funny. 
but the better part was the goddamn squirrel. Okay, tell me Be- about this squirrel. Because after the jazz show, uh, we had a package for for the guy for uh, our friend in my car. I gave him the package. We were bullshitting a little bit outside my car. This is right on like a main drag. You can see Universal to the left. It's like right in Studio City. Yes. You can see Comcast, NBC, Universal to can the left. Can you see the? Can you see the minion? Can't see the minion, but the minion's ah. not far. Okay. And it's in a different angle, I might be able to. Okay. Um, so we're there, and then we're talking, and then there's a restaurant about, mm, I don't know, 10 yards away from us, and uh, a guy comes running out, and our friend goes, oh, that was an animal chasing that guy. And we're like, what? What type of animal? Is that like coyote or something? Yeah. And we see a squirrel. This squirrel pops out, and it runs, and it's like, oh, chase him a little bit, and the guy, whatever, goes away. A couple minutes later, the same guy walks by us, and he goes... He goes, I've seen some squirrels in my life, but that squirrel's on something else. That's what he said. Like, okay, whatever, man. Um, and then the squirrel comes. We, we hear a little. Okay, and we right. see the squirrel walk towards us. And it oh, stops. No. And it stares at us. And it, and it runs. It darts towards us. It oh, darts, God, dude. And we disperse. And then our friend, who we give the package to, he's gone. He leaves he, his cars across the street. So my my friend and I are talking. Um, and and uh, we're talking. And then the squirrel comes back. It, it ran down the street. And then it's back. And it's oh, no. sort of like going towards us a little bit, a little quieter. Oh, no. It goes under my car for a minute. It's under Wild. my car. Okay. And I'm like, shit. I was like, this thing's going like, to climb into my engine or something. And then <laughs> yeah. it goes under this like Ferrari, like really nice, like douchey LA car that's, that's okay. parked, parallel parked in front of mine. goes under it. And we're like, okay. And we're, we're still on the sidewalk at this point. We're probably about like uh, 10 feet from the curb. This thing comes under the Ferrari, stands up on the, I, I promise, and his little claws are holding the curb and its head peeks up above and it goes and then it fucking darts towards us again what the hell and then this uh, this is all real and then this old guy and i think it's grandkids walk by and he sees us running around with a squirrel and he (laughs) thinks we're on drugs 100 percent, of course and then we're like it's the squirrel (laughs) and this guy and he goes that's the weirdest thing i've ever seen he's like come on kids and he had him walk like around the cars in the main in the street um anyway we we got away from the squirrel was it rabid Um, definitely dude had to be possessed or rabid right or it was like rabid yeah the only two options yeah Yeah, it's only two options but it was like no sorry making noise it was it was making this like weird like demonic noise it was crazy I hate that. I hate that. Anyway. I thought I was hoping you were going to tell me the squirrel performed jazz. That's what I was fingers crossed for. <laughs> and at the end, it grabbed the saxophone <laughs> and it did some nice Charlie Parker. And they um, said, "This is Billy the Lip Squirrel. He's going yeah. to." Oh, he was on heroin. Doing. He's a jazz oh, musician. That makes, makes sense. more sense. I also, you said something that I haven't thought about a lot here because I don't drive, but like it's a very LA thing where you like are going to an event or to food or whatever, and you have. In my situation, it was like a 2010 Toyota Corolla, and I'm parking it, yeah, I, like next to like some $300,000 car, yes. and just like yeah, yeah, the, yeah. just the juxtaposition of whatever I was driving versus whatever they were driving was always very funny. Hey, squirrels, though, they don't judge. They go under your cheap Corolla. They go under your Bugatti. doesn't hey, matter. They don't care. I was hoping the parents were going to see the, the, the squirrel as a celebrity, too, and, and say, can my wife get a picture with the squirrel as well? Is that possible? <laughs> <laughs> hey, That's Mr. Squirrel, good. big fan of your rabid work. Your rabid like... work. Not rabbit work, rabid work. <laughs> rabid work. That's so wild. I do. That's another thing that we don't really have here. I mean, we have our pigeons and we have our squirrels, but outside of that, the interaction with raccoons? wild animals. Uh, honestly, dude, I haven't seen a lot. Rats, I guess. Not a lot of Rats. raccoons, though. So uh, we'll get Rat I mean, we or t- a raccoon. That's a little precursor to That's later little, in the episode. That's a little tease of things to come, but no, I feel like it's a lot of rats. I mean, there's the famous pizza rat brand, and you've heard of pizza rat, right? Uh, do I know pizza rat? There was actually a recently a dual <laughs> rat holding two rats eating a pizza from both ends. You didn't see that? I missed that. No. Do you I even don't... live in the city? <laughs> no, I don't live in the city. Brandon, I had a I had a crazy thing happen to me this week too. I got a little bit of an anecdote for you. I was um, so I went to a wedding this weekend, as I brought up twice yes. in our in our interview. That's about to the cheap to suit. Hear. The cheap suit. I bought the cheap suit. Um, wait, I didn't tell the story already, did I? You talked about buying the suit and you wanted to return it, and it was from okay. Uniqlo. Okay, but I didn't. Did I talk about the? I did talk about the turnstile jumping. What am I doing? I'm telling yes. two stories again. Oh, you all right, Brandon? Yeah, my brain's falling out of my head. I, this, I, I, we're at this point in the year which we anticipated happening, where we were doing a ton of traveling every weekend, and it has just affected me in ways I did not sure. expect. We also, so okay, I got, a, I got another little anecdote for you. Um, Brandon and I 
don't make nearly as much money as our friends is kind of the place that we're at right now. All of our, like, I work in a field that I'm very happy with, um, and I make a more than fair salary, and mm-hmm. Miranda's working at a comedy club. She's really, really happy about that. Uh, but, you know, we're not pulling in. We have friends that are, like, lawyers and, like, work in medical field and Google. Like, mm-hmm. just everybody else is making a ton of money. So, uh, very generously, our friends let us crash on their pullout couch at this wedding. So, they had a pullout couch in their hotel room. It was, like, a sweet hotel room and a pullout couch. Um, and this is not hyperbole and I, this does not take away for how grateful I was that they gave us this, uh, this free couch was the single worst bed I have ever slept on <laughs> in my entire life. You hear all the cliche stories about, Oh, this couch bed, it had the, it had the classic pole right in the middle. So it sure, was, you were it. falling up and you were falling down and then your back was supported by just like mm-hmm. a metal pole. And in the way that it was designed, there was nothing holding the bed up where your head was. So it was all flat. And then it would curve down at like a 45 degree angle. Oh, wow. And, and, you, and it was just like, it was, it was truly a nightmare. I woke up like five times a night just to try to, just to try to readjust and get comfortable. Um, and last night was the first night back in a real bed in my real bed. Um, and so I'm, I'm, I'm running on fumes a little bit. That's, that's kind of where I'm at right now. So sorry for the attempted double story, dude. No, please, uh, get help though. Yeah. Get um, help. Also, Did, also are, this is what happens when we record two episodes a week. I just forget whatever, true. That's whatever true. nonsense we talked about. What were you going to say? Uh, was the wedding okay? A, B, are you going to return the suit? The wedding is okay. The wedding was more than okay. The wedding was awesome. I, I, Brandon, I'm not much of a crier. I did tear up a little bit during the oh. service, though. I've known these people what for What song 12- did they use? They, well, I don't remember. God damn it. Put me on the spot. I should know these things. Uh, they danced to uh, my, my friend. They're both my friends, but Mark is the friend that I've known longer. He was the, the, I almost said the bride, the groom. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they, him and his mom did a song to us uh, or did a dance to a song called Baby Beluga. Is that something you're familiar with? What? No, I know. Everybody was looking at me like I was crazy. And he was like dancing baby to the song. Beluga? I was like, baby beluga. And, and I was like, what is going on? What is this song? And they're like, you haven't heard it. What, what's the matter with you? Everybody at our table is like, you're giving me the third degree for not knowing baby beluga. Um, and, and somebody equated it to baby By shark. By I dude, I can't tell you. It was like a almost like a folky kids song. Sort I think of your thing. friends were gaslighting you, dude. <laughs> it was like you gaslit at my wedding table. Um, no, but it was at it was at a place called Sunken Gardens, which was like a beautiful state park kind of thing with a bunch of flowers and natural natural beauty. Um, and yeah, it was a really good time, man. It was a really good time. They had for the reception dinner. Miranda and I were able. We weren't part of the wedding, but uh, the reception. They had a ton of leftover food, so when we went back up with them, they gave us some. They did burrito, make your own burrito bowls as oh, the reception dinner. Isn't that a that's great idea? Fun. That's great. Wow. Yeah. So we did that, and then we flew on. We we flew on a plane with our with our good friends on the way back. We flew on a plane with a good oh, friend there, fun. so we were able to kind of just like chill. But it really was this like get back in at nine o'clock have to immediately go to bed and wake up and go into the office today. Oh, um, brutal. And, and I had court obligations, so I was like in court all day, getting yelled at for yeah. me on my cell phone and just like not, <laughs> just, the, This know, is just, a reoccurring theme. I think you mentioned that last week too. <laughs> yeah, not the yeah, not the first time, not the last time. It happened yeah. again literally this morning. But well, okay, this is uh, let me rant a little bit, a little inside uh or behind the scenes baseball court stuff. I was there's no jury. There's no like the lawyers aren't there. I'm just sitting in court and nothing's happening. There's like even if I wanted to be like maliciously recording something to, like there was nothing to record and even then i was still getting reprimanded for being on my cell phone it was unbelievable dude unbelievable this let unbelievable. let him watch porn in, well in court <laughs> it's not illegal i'm 18 years old um but uh yeah we also oh band has a music video dropping this week oh hell yeah yeah this yeah is, the the very talented jamie rice shot uh, and directed i don't, I don't want to tell you what it is yes is, that's the okay, one yeah. that's the one okay. um i did, I did some be, pantomime i did some some, <laughs> did some great work yeah you were you looked like a rabid squirrel over there dude i don't know what you're trying to be but <laughs> um but no we're really excited we got the final cut last night um it's really great we're really looking forward to it. i'm trying to think what else has been going on Talked about the strokes already. Talked about maybe going to snail mail on Thursday. That could be a double concert. And then into opening day, which will be fun. Yeah, I think I covered all of it. I, I'm excited for us to go back once a week so I, I don't recycle old stories multiple My times. My last question before we get into the, the meat of the sport that is the baseball and the and Mets. The uh, did you return the suit? Oh, that's a yes. No, and I have no plans to. I oh, looked good enough. Okay. I looked good enough. And my mm-hmm. mom very generously heard the podcast last week and was like, I'll get you a suit. Don't worry. Like if you're because we're going to some family weddings this year. She was okay. like, if, if a suit's a problem, we'll give you a suit. And I said, let's see how it goes. We'll do a little trial run. Trial run went great. The suit was great. Um, so there will be no returning of the suit, Brandon. I bet, it, I bet you look you look fancy. I bet you look great. 
I, I'll post a picture on the Twitter account. If I can dig up a picture of me yes, in the suit on the Twitter it. account, I'll post one on so do people it. can judge for themselves whether it was good or not. But no, I'm not returning the suit, and I'm all back in on fast fashion, baby. I don't care if it's problematic for the environment and, and, a, and a labor abuse. I'm in on fast fashion. Fast fashion. We love it here. <laughs> we're sponsored um, by fast fashion. <laughs> yeah, we're sponsored, sponsored by throwing out a shirt after you wear it one time. That's our that's our the, our thing. But uh, no, Brandon. Obviously, that was that was a joke. I don't I don't it's support totally fast fashion. Joke, okay. yeah, it's a joke. Um, I'm excited for us to be able to start talking about real baseball next week, dude. Not, dude. I'm I'm hyped. I know all of our. Hey, this is maybe our last maybe our last episode without our true, yeah. classic uh our classic uh, bits uh, or the grounds of the week. The Groms of the Week. What else? Do we uh, what are the other ones? We did. We, we're still doing feature future fans. Feature future fans. There were. Uh, oh, <laughs> feast or famine. Feast or famine. That's right. Yes, feast or famine. We're not doing sixty second stories anymore because we're tired. We, everything. This is a, this whole thing is that. Yeah. Wait till we don't have guests on who who kind of like force our hand into talking about baseball the whole time. Brandon and I will go back to thirty percent baseball, seventy percent bullshit. So fast your head will spin. You're you're gonna throw up from, from <laughs> you're gonna that. toss. Our uh, the groom got a nosebleed though, dude. That's During right. while yeah, up, not there? no post service. Post service at the at the reception, he got a nosebleed, and somebody had to. Some, <laughs> it's maybe a little inappropriate. The only available thing to kind of stop the bleeding was a tampon. So we got a bunch oh. of funny pictures of him. Okay. That's <laughs> cute. That's a fun story. Yeah. It was Did you bring fun. the cocaine? Was it you? It I'm was just kidding. Me, I'm kidding. Um. No hard drugs were done. No drugs at all were done. At least no to my knowledge. I mean, I guess I can't speak on anybody else. Yeah. Um, I mean, grandma <laughs> was looking a little. She was acting a little funny dancing to baby beluga. That's all I'll say. <laughs> a little while. There was a really funny moment though that happened where I realized that in our uh, in the, our current age, we're we're both approaching thirty. Uh, that there's enough of a generational gap between the parents and grandparents that are at the weddings and what they consider songs to dance to on the dance floor. Mm-hmm. That the DJ was very clearly given a list of like you know backstreet boys and pink and all the shit sure. that we grew up listening to and it it shoved a lot of people off the dance floor that weren't between the ages of like 25 to 35 mm-hmm. which is kind of a, a weird experience to get to that point where i realized that i'm old enough to have like old nostalgic songs be played at a wedding and get very hyped for them which is a little weird yeah that's a that's a great point i agree i mean i i don't know i mean i i am i'm i think at a wedding you got to be impartial you got to just go with whatever's getting everyone hyped it's like yeah. you know don't be a dick but i mean uh i don't know I don't know. I don't know. Are you a dancer at a wedding? You don't strike me as a dancer at a wedding. Uh, I, I act like a squirrel at a wedding. <laughs> you act like, act a, like rabbit a rabbit squirrel, squirrel at a wedding. <laughs> you keep if you come weird... in my eyesight, I'll get you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you make these weird noises on the dance floor, Brandon. Nobody knows what's going on. Uh, I thought you were going to do the noise. Sorry, I pimped you out. A oh, that was time. it. You didn't hear the noise? Wait, let me hear it. Do it louder. Okay, that's pretty good. That's pretty gotcha. good. Um Damn, yeah, I guess that's it, Brand. I've been playing a lot of MLB The Show. I told you about that a little off the air. We got the new baseball video mm-hmm. game that came out. I stayed up till midnight on Thursday. That was another thing that kind of threw a whole wrench into my uh, try to maintain a level of non-exhaustion, try to keep up with as, as good as I can as I stayed up till midnight the day before we flew out at like 10 a.m. playing oh, a yeah. baseball video game like a fool. But, you know, I get caught up in the hype, Brandon. Despite the fact that I'm against it in theory, I'm a consumerist at heart. I have to get the new fancy thing. That's we just... like fast fashion. We like <laughs> EA Sports. We're into it, man. <laughs> it's Sony Studios, Brandon. A much what, better what company. I know. <laughs> I know. I was trying to get Brandon off the air. I was like, any interest in this video game? And he just gave me a... a, a I don't think I answered you. I think I ignored you, actually. He gave me a wave. I think it was a wave. <laughs> yeah, go away. Uh, Brandon, we have a phenomenal guest coming up on the show. I'm very excited. Phenomenal. You're going to hear from them. They're once again incredibly intelligent about baseball. Uh, I think I only flubbed once, right? I, if we can think of all the things, I famously flubbed one in an interview, and I think I, hit, I think I hit my one. Uh, I couldn't say the word draft. I think I draft. Know. No, I don't remember that. Hey, keep your ears out for that. I think yeah, yeah keep your ears out for that, and then uh, uh, see what I flubbed up. See what I flubbed up, and if you can, depth. if you can I pick say it out, depth. That's what depth. it was. That's that's what it yeah. was. Yes, I do remember that. And yeah. tweet at us if you think you can figure out what we're talking about. <laughs> you like that, Brandon? We're really getting the social media engagement yeah, yeah. numbers up. Yeah, um, baby. But yeah. All right, Brandon. Well, before we get to our awesome interview, we do have to pay the bills. So here are a couple ads. Hey, sports nerds. Have you heard of ColorCast? Well, ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download, and it's free to use. You can talk to me. You can talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. That's right, athletes and insiders, not just schmoes like me. 
It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to all the breaking news. I got on there, I got some friends, I got some followers, and I got into arguments where I found out I was wrong. But you're going to be right when you get ColorCast. Download it today. It is free to use. Bring those spicy takes, baby. This episode of NL Feast is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Listen, tons of people take a multivitamin. It's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, which is a word I just learned today. Adaptogens. I could use some adaptogens in my life to help start your day right. Listen, it's a scoop. You just toss it in your protein shake, get back from the gym, you've been running treadmill, training for that marathon, getting jacked. Maybe it's cutting season. Maybe it's bulking season. Who cares? Throw a little athletic greens in your protein shake and you will be good to go. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets as well. So vegans, maybe double check. You never know with these things, but sounds like it's good for you. Good for those uh, pescatarian diets, maybe. I don't know why that's the first one that came to my brain, but the caveman diet. Maybe it's good for the paleo heads out there. I don't know. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 a day. $3 a day. That's less than a cup of coffee. I spend more on bacon, egg and cheeses here in New York City than I'd spend on some athletic greens. And they sound a little bit more healthy to me. Listen, it's time to reclaim your health Arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's getting chilly here in the big city, so I could use some of that. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And we're back and with an awesome guest for our Mets season preview. You know him from the Apple. Simply amazing. We got Tim Ryder today. Tim, how you doing, man? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Doing well. Yeah, of course, of course. It's a, it's, it's all Mets talk today. So I know Brandon will be excited. I'm hyped. I mean, it, what's funny is if we did this last week with Tim, different story. We well, <laughs> yeah, last time absolutely. we recorded, we did our, uh, uh, we did our Phillies record last week, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, the Grom news was like the next day. So I'm so glad we have Tim for. I, I don't know if he's happy, but it's gonna be more <laughs> depressing Mets season preview, maybe. Uh, Tim, actually, I want to talk to you about that because it seems like if you follow you on Twitter, you're a great. Twitter follow if you're a Mets fan or a baseball fan. You seem like a Mets optimist, which is few and far between these days. How do you stay so optimistic uh, uh, as a Mets fan that and uh, with the LOL Mets BS that always follows? Um, you know, I came up as a Mets fan in the 90s. I was a 90s kid, and it doesn't get much worse than the Mets in the 90s. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. Um, so, yeah, I mean, at, at this point, you almost expect – you expect the worst so that when nothing goes wrong, it's really that much sweeter. And yeah, the Mets look like they've kind of set themselves up for success this year. I think everyone's uh, excited despite our history of, uh, of fumbling, fumbling these things up. Yeah. I'm with you. I mean, uh, I lived through, I'm, uh, I think I'm a hair younger than you, but I, I, you know, I did live through, uh, the, uh, Art Howe years. That's when I really started getting into the Mets uh, after the 2000 Mets, which I was also into the Art Howe years. And I lived in the post, uh, you know, the 2007, 2008 collapse years and then everything in between. So most of my Mets life has been misery, but I also do try to stay optimistic. Um, and I feel good despite the news this past week. Um, have you, has any of your confidence wavered the last week with the Grom, of course, but then even the Taiwan Walker today uh, having a little bit of a sore knee after his surgery uh, pitching today? Well, I guess, yeah, the DeGrom news is is discouraging. I, I think everyone's very disappointed, he, you know, DeGrom included. Um, yeah, he's a big part of the Mets' success. And I think, you know, going out and getting Max Scherzer has never seemed like a better idea. But <laughs> All right. You know, you're kind of counting on the on the Carlos Carrascos and Taiwan Walkers to, to be the, the meat and potato guys. And, uh, you know, Carrasco, he was sharp in his last spring training start. Well, I guess he – was a little slow in the beginning, but found his way. And yeah, Taiwan Walker with the uh, the knee issue on uh, 
uh, on well today, um, it's gonna you know it's it, it's presenting the Mets with challenges early, and I guess you have to kind of point to what the front office did to lengthen out the roster in every way they could, and hopefully they're prepared for it. Yeah, you uh, you took the the words right out of my mouth. I was just about to ask you about uh, Taiwan Walker. I knew he had had surgery on that knee and was talking about uh, the first time he was feeling any sort of discomfort uh, while out there today. And I think what did he last like one and a third innings? Does that sound about right? One and a third and some very, very hard hit balls. I think there was three home runs or maybe four. I know the Nationals were enacting their revenge on the Cardinals through the Mets today. So that was, that was unfortunate. Um, but are, are you expecting him uh, at the start of the season? Or are you anticipating him to have a couple setbacks on the health stuff? I think he said on Tuesday that um, he would, if he, you know, if he had to make his, his first regular season start, he'd be good to go. Of course, it's a little concerning that he's still, um, the knee is still barking, but you know, I think you just have to kind of take the player's word for it and, yeah. uh, and hope for the best. And, you know, the Mets have those depth guys kind of outside the rotation right now that I guess if need be, you know, break in case of emergency and go to your, uh, your, your yeah, absolutely. Or, yeah. you know, Trevor Williams. Yeah. I, th- I think we, as Mets fans also have a little bit of uh, PTSD from the Wilpon error and probably <laughs> how they handled a lot of PR regarding injuries. I mean, even up to, I hate to mention his name, but Mr. Jed Larry, you know, we found out afterwards that, uh, that they were, avoid they were stopping him from having surgery. So I think we we're a little bit touchy anytime we hear any injury news with the Mets, because it seems like, you know, it will go wrong or they're hiding something. We're very suspicious and paranoid <laughs> Mets fans, I would say. Oh, jaded. Absolutely jaded yes. and, and cynical. <laughs> Yes, absolutely. So, you know, even if you, even if you are an optimistic Mets fan, like both of us tend to be, there's still that streak in you where you want to be like, is he telling the truth? So, <laughs> so is, are you, are you guys anticipating uh, Scherzer to be your opening day starter then on the, on the Friday, this upcoming Friday? Uh, they, I guess they're scheduled to start Thursday. It's supposed to be rain in DC. Oh, um, got you. Okay. He is slotted in for Friday right now. Of course, if they get pushed back, he would be opening day starter, but, um, I, you know, I've been saying Tyler McGill, if if they needed that that Thursday starter, um, of course, if things get shaken up, we'll see how it goes. But yeah, I think Tyler McGill can can hold his own in the uh, in the major leagues. I'm pretty excited to see him uh, get a shot. Me too. Yeah, no, I was I was very excited uh, when McGill came up last year. It was similar to David Peterson's rise in 2020. But McGill seems like you know, there's at least in Mets circles, seems like people are very confident in in what he can bring and. Uh, shades of DeGrom in the sense of how he came up and not being a highly touted prospect. Not that he's necessarily going to live up to that hype, but uh, shades of DeGrom in the way he came up, I would say. Oh, for sure. And, you know, there are similarities there. Um, I was talking to my buddy Matt Brownstein was on our podcast this mm-hmm. week. And, you know, the, the repeatable delivery, the, the, the command, um, you know, being able to, to, step on that mound and say, yep, my, my stuff will play against anyone who steps in that box. That's very DeGromish. And I think we all kind of saw some of that from McGill last year, uh, July. And I guess, you know, if you look at his career numbers in the minors, he never threw more than, I think it was like 70. And I think it was, yeah. Innings. yeah. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Uh, that was his max in 2019. He mm-hmm. clipped that by the end of July last year and he threw like 60 innings on top of that. So yeah, naturally he's going to fall off, but, uh, in July, he had the he had the best ERA among starters in baseball in July. Wow! Wow! Yeah. So you know you have to kind of um, I guess take the ups and downs and kind of take the whole big picture. But yeah, I think he could certainly um, make a difference. So so, but outside of Scherzer, because I feel like that's got to be the number one answer. Who are you most excited for that the Mets added this season that you're uh, that you can't wait to see uh, on opening day? Starling Marte. Starling oh. Marte, I think, is one of the more exciting players in the game. Um, he, he hits the ball hard. He's a, a demon on the base paths, uh, plays a terrific outfield. I, I think, yeah, I think he's going to be the, one of the X factors this year. Tim, I don't know if you know this. I'm a Marlins fan, so I am intimately familiar with Starling Marte and what he can or cannot add to a team. Uh, let's just say I'm incredibly jealous that you have an everyday center fielder. I don't know if the Marlins have that on the roster right now. <laughs> hey, oh, why you don't like Jesus Sanchez? No, I lo- listen. I love Jesus Sanchez. I've got a. I'm sitting right next to a, a signed Jesus Sanchez rookie card. I'm a big fan of his. It just worries me when I you see it. Too, and I'm actually looking at it myself. 
Oh, nice. Okay, good, good. I, I just, it worries me when there's all these rumors that the Marlins are going to be trading for a center fielder and then it doesn't happen. It, it kind of insinuates to me that the, the front office also believes that he might not be an everyday center fielder, but Craig Mish said it. So I guess it's going to be happening. So, um, but you guys got the, the, the fruits of the Marlins labor getting Starling Marte and I'm, I'm very envious of it. And are you anticipating him being able to live up to the, the, the quality of play that he's had the last couple of seasons that towards the end of that contract? Or are you just thinking you're trying to get the best out of what you can from him now? Well, you know, he's he is on the other side of, of 30, on the other side of his prime, possibly. Um, you couldn't tell by looking at him. He's, no, you know, he's jacked. Um, yeah. Oh, goodness. Just a, an absolute unit. But, um, yeah, I, you know, I don't know if you can expect the uh, the second half of 2021, Starling Marte, the, the player he was in Oakland. But yeah, the Oakland A's. In Miami for the first half of the year. He was just, you know, another level. If they can get that out of him, sure, that's, that's outstanding. But, uh yeah, I think you, you hope for the best. You hope that he continues on this path. And I don't. I think they would have um, – they probably took all this into account before bringing him on, considering that he is of an, uh, an advanced age, but he still plays it at such a high level that yeah, I think it's worth the risk. Yeah, I uh, last season when Sam and I were, were recording, there was rumors that the Marlins were going to sign him to an extension, and I – Famously, this is a famous thing, Tim. This is famous in our just between Sam and I. That I said, I was like, I don't think the Marlins should do it. And if you, uh, I think it's baseball reference, they do the uh, closest player comparisons. And Lorenzo Cain's the closest comparison to to Marte. He signed with the Brewers, I think, the same age that Marte signed with the Mets. And I was like, he fell off a cliff. And I was like, trying to do comparison between the two. (laughs) Um, But now, obviously, when when uh, the Mets signed. Marte, I was very jazzed, and I was like, "That's bullshit! You can't compare the players." <laughs> yeah. Immediately um, walked it back. Immediately walked it back. Well, one thing that's kind of scared me because uh, I don't know if you saw this, Sam, but Brandon Nimmo uh, has been uh, having a sore neck, and the same yeah. issue that kept him out last year. Um, and I, it's a little uncertain if he'll be there for opening day. I'm a little worried about the Mets' outfield depth. I know depth. I know they got uh, obviously Khalil Lee's, Lee's coming back. Um, Janikowski, they seem to like. Um, and then Nick Plummer was another signing in the offseason. But I don't know. I'm a little concerned with, with the Mets outfield depth, depth. How do you feel about that, Tim? Well, I think that if Nemo does have to miss time, um, it's a definite possibility, uh, which is my favorite oxymoron. We will see uh, <laughs> Jeff McNeil playing a little corner outfield. Yeah. I think we'll see a lot more at-bats for uh, for Dom Smith. You know, put Cano, who, who finished off spring training, you know, very hot at the plate put him at second base and, and, and kind of make it work. I think that's the, uh, the benefit of having such a versatile roster. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree as well. I, 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 am concerned with the, with the defensive, uh, outlook. You took too. the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. If you yeah. got Cano at second base and it's JD Davis playing third for you, big meals <laughs> yeah. in left field. Yeah. It's crazy. How it can <laughs> crazy. Really quickly, you know, I'm obviously offensively Mets have tremendous depth and, uh, and you want to, you know, model your team after the, the Dodgers, which can, mix and match by game, but it's like, gets a little scary defensively. I mean, the NL East is probably already going to be the worst defensive division. maybe between <laughs> Just with between, the Phillies alone. Yeah. Yeah. Phillies alone. Yeah. Um, but I mean, being, you do, that, you do have Lindor at shortstop. So I feel like he can cover a lot of that yes. ground on the left side. So like uh, you got to kind of remain optimistic about it. I don't know. How does Pete Alonso great as a defender? I, I obviously know about his offensive ability, but I haven't paid too much attention to his defensive war or anything along those lines. Is he, is he a serviceable defender? Um, you know, he's made such great strides defensively at first base. Um, I believe last year he was top top 10 among qualified. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, his plays, uh, I guess his outs above average on plays moving towards the line. So to his left. Okay. Best in baseball. Oh, interesting. Moving right. towards second base or towards the second baseman. Third worst in baseball. Okay, <laughs> it leaves a little to be resigned. Let's hope Robinson Cano's then not playing second base because you guys might be in a little bit of trouble on that, that side well, of the field. Then. I mean, there's such a small percentage of first basemen who can really make that yeah. play with regularity. I mean, if you're not named Keith Hernandez, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's very tough to make that play and do it uh, consistently. I think we've seen Pete, um, you know, succeed trying to make that play. We've also seen him, you know, maybe take a spill here or there. Maybe not a James McCann. I, oh, I don't know if you remember James McCann. He played like a couple of starts at first last year. Yeah, I don't his remember first that. Play, he made a diving stop and just face planted and like <laughs> scraped his face across the court. <laughs> play. He oh, made the play, but, oh, it was just outstanding from a fan's perspective. 
So, so what are you looking forward to the most in the season? I, one of my favorite questions to ask, we've had uh, Phillies, Marlins, and uh, Nationals on. And so there's, there's some interesting stuff going on there. But what is it? We all know the, the national media narrative of the Mets this season, how much money you dropped, how, much, uh, how you really are going for it. All right, what is it that, as a fan's perspective, are you looking forward to the most that maybe that's uh, sneaking by the national media right now? Um, a rejuvenated fan base. I, I think okay. Mets fans are so passionate. And, and it, it, you know, it, it doesn't happen very often where things are going really, really good. But when it does, oh, man, there's a magic in the air. Like uh, 2006, 2006, the Mets were, you know, arguably the best team in baseball and, and lost in the NLCS to St. Louis. But, you know, when the Mets were starting out that playoff run, there was such a buzz um, everywhere. You go to the deli, you go to the bar, anywhere. You just, you felt such a, an excitement you see a Mets hat you see a Mets jersey you just oh hey what's up oh yeah and, and you know it's it, I guess it's it's rare that we get to enjoy that level of um of gloating you know yeah. like I said I mean I was a, a Mets fan I was born in 1983 so I was 17 in 2000 when they faced the Yankees and through the Yankees dynasty I was in like my formative years it was tough being a Mets fan for a real <laughs> yeah, long time sense. yeah um you know but we you know I still wear my hat my Mets hat in public. I wear it as often as I possibly can. And, you know, now it's just, uh, you know, it's almost a sense of pride to do it. And we haven't even started yet. So you just kind of hope that keeps its uh, upward trajectory. You're, you're not alone in the Mets hat, Tim, because yesterday I flew in from Tampa. I was I was down for a wedding this last weekend, and I came back into the city last night. And there were a couple Mets hats on my Southwest flight. So you're not alone. There does seem to be a little bit of optimism in Mets land, I'm getting the feeling of. You're coming out of the woodwork now. <laughs> you're really, you're, yeah, you're finally showing face. You're finally showing face. I think the funny thing is my uh, my dad, who obviously taught me to be a Mets fan, I think like your, your father did as well, Tim, um, he when he sees someone... Um, when he sees someone uh, wearing a Mets hat, that's just for style. Like it has the NY, but it's just for style. My dad be like, "Let's go Mets," and they'll be like, "Huh?" It's like a, <laughs> it's like a yellow NY Mets hat, but it's just for style. And like, I'm like, "Dad, I don't think I think it's just for style." That's too funny. Hey, sports nerds, have you heard of ColorCast? Well, ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download, and it's free to use. You can talk to me. You can talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. That's right, athletes and insiders, not just schmoes like me. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to all the breaking news. I got on there. I got some friends. I got some followers, and I got into arguments where I found out I was wrong. But you're going to be right when you get ColorCast. Download it today. It is free to use. Bring those spicy takes, baby. This episode of NL Feast is brought to you by Athletic Greens. Listen, tons of people take a multivitamin. It's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods, source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens, which is a word I just learned today. Adaptogens. I could use some adaptogens in my life to help start your day right. Listen, it's a scoop. You just toss it in your protein shake, get back from the gym, you've been running treadmill, training for that marathon, getting jacked. Maybe it's cutting season. Maybe it's bulking season. Who cares? Throw a little athletic greens in your protein shake and you will be good to go. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets as well. So vegans, maybe double check. You never know with these things, but sounds like it's good for you. Good for those uh, pescatarian diets, maybe. I don't know why that's the first one that came to my brain, but the caveman diet. Maybe it's good for the paleo heads out there. I don't know. It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than three dollars a day. Three dollars a day. That's less than a cup of coffee. I spend more on bacon, egg and cheeses here in New York City than I'd spend on some athletic greens. And sound a little bit more healthy to me. Listen, it's time to reclaim your health Arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's getting chilly here in the big city, so I could use some of that. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. 
So, Tim, what's your expectations for this season? I mean, obviously, with all of the additions that you made in the offseason, I'm sure um, playoffs are are almost something that you need to have happen. But what what are what are the the ceiling for this team and the floor of this team so far? This uh, what are you expecting? Well, you know, I think the ceiling the ceiling's got to be you know sky high. Just the team they put together, even with the Degrom injury, there's still enough talent here to make a real run. It's a tough division, and you're going to have to play up against your division rivals and you're going to have to beat up on weaker teams and you know all the kind of recipes to success for a baseball team but um you know you 162 games is a long season um I guess worst case scenario would be what we've seen happen so many times in the past or injuries or just stretches yeah. of underperformance best case everyone stays healthy you get into the tournament and, and you know hope you can really make some noise yeah, hope for the best. Brandon, where is that where you're at too as a as a fellow Mets fan? Are you are you uh, anticipating playoffs and then crossing your fingers after that? I uh yes, I am. I I think I mean gun to head for me, maybe uh, I think the Mets sneak into one of those wild card spots. I do still do still think that the Braves are a superior team, but also who knows? I mean, you can go on a run. It's like baseball is so unpredictable. That's, that's why I mean, even though the NFL was very unpredictable this past year, I feel like normally if you're like, oh, you got a good quarterback, like you're going to be in the conversation. Like, yeah, I feel yeah. like baseball can go in a million different directions. So, uh, I mean, you know, if I'm a betting man, I'm not. I would say the Mets sneaking into one of those wild card spots. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I still feel good. I'm still positive on, on the Mets. I hope Scherzer stays healthy in the meantime before DeGrom's out. But nothing looms larger for me than that Chris Bassett acquisition. Like, yeah. I think that, yeah, that Tim, was... Yeah, what do you think of that? Who, me? Oh, yeah. Right. Right. Unbelievable. I mean, that's an all-star guy who flew under the radar in Oakland because he was in Oakland, probably. Um, you know, unless you're in the AL West or, or you know, paying attention to the athletics. A lot of people didn't know who, who Chris Bassett was. And, uh, you know, that curveball is nasty. He mixes up speeds. He mixes up pitches. He has six pitches that he throws. Um, Insane. Yeah, very, very excited. And, he, you know, the, the pressure, not, you know, the expectations are going to be on him to kind of slide into that number two role while Jake's out, I think. And I think the same way that we saw um, Stroman do it last year when Jake was out, he kind of slid into that role and he had a very, very good season. I think Bassett, you know, and I, I, in a sense, I think the Mets kind of brought Bassett in to be that similar type of pitcher who can slide into a front of the rotation role if need be. And lo and behold, here we are. Yeah. Are you, are you guys going to be missing Stroman this year? I know he's, he's on the Cubs now. Uh, Is this going to be something that's going to, you're going to wish you had that starting pitching depth or are you anticipating being able to power through with the young guys that you have? No, I think, yeah, I think they, they did, they did a good job of replacing that production. Um, I think that again, the Tyler McGill's David Peterson's and uh, Trevor Williams of, of the, of the roster, you know, last year, because of the short depth, they were in the rotation and with the additions in the off season, they've all kind of been pushed out of the rotation. And that's just a, a huge plus because now they can afford to, you know, if a guy goes down for 10 days, for two months, whatever the case is, you know, there's depth there. And now they also have pieces that they can kind of shuffle around and maybe package in a trade for a starter who uh, who might hit the market early on in the season. Yeah, yeah. Are you uh, – so this is a big question mark for my fantasy baseball team, but I got a question for you then, Tim, too. Are you expecting the Jeff McNeil resurgence this year, or do you think he's going to continue to play like he did in 2021? No, I think he's kind of – I mean, at least from what I've seen so far in – uh in spring training, he's he looks like he's more focused on contact instead of going any which direction with the ball. Um, you know, I think we saw – I don't know if it was injuries or just a change in, in approach. Um, he was hitting for power. He was trying to pull it. He was trying to go the other way. And it was a shift from the Jeff McNeil that just, you know, see the ball, hit the ball. Yeah. And he's, he's done quite a bit of that this spring, and that was encouraging. And, you know, if he goes back to that – you know, I, I believe heading into 2021, he was he had the highest batting average in baseball since his debut. And wow. I know some people don't value batting average, but it still means something. Yeah, it's uh, part of the story. I'm not, uh, it's not all that important. It's, you know, there's other numbers to, to, to lead you to, to more important places. But, uh, you know, there's nothing to shake a stick at is getting on base, you know, 32% of the time. Are you a, are you, are you a Harry Potter fan at all, Tim? No, I'm not. I'm oh, really okay, because he is the he is a doppelganger for oh, a Harry yes. Potter player or Harry Potter character. <laughs> yeah. Peter Pettigrew, he's famous for uh, transforming into an animal. Is there any way you could guess what animal that is, Tim? What do you think the our boy Jeff McNeil most physically resembles? Oh, I mean, everyone points to the squirrel. 
Okay, that's good. We were going to say squirrel, yeah. Yeah, like mouse or ratty is kind of where this guy was giving me the heads up. Wait, so did you know, know McNeil's nickname was the squirrel? No, I had no idea. Oh, yeah, what? yeah, that's his nickname. Wow, oh, okay. Well, then I guess yeah. I led you down the wrong road then. <laughs> to drive no, 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 no. I, I, I thought it was like, I thought it was going to be like a punchline at the end. I'm like, oh boy, where is this headed? <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no. We like Jeff Bigney on the pod. We, uh, we, we, uh, he was, was he the one that he got into the, or was it Nimmo that got into the fight with Lindor last year about the rap? Wow, you're not brushing up on your Mets news at all. I know so much about the Marlins now. Tim, I'll That's tell true. you what, I know so much about the Marlins now, a second most team now because I deal with him, but this guy's not listening to me at all about the Mets. <laughs> <laughs> was Brandon yeah, talking about the Mets again? Lindor. There it was, was yes. Over, uh, well, at least publicly, it was explained as issues over defensive positioning. But who knows, man? That's whatever happens behind those clubhouse doors is, uh, you know, ninety nine percent of it we'll never hear. So, so yeah, I, I was right then. Okay, it was McNeil. Oh yeah, it was, was McNeil. Yeah, I'm, I'm just saying a little bit. I'm listening a little bit because you didn't know confidently. That's why I know <laughs> okay. it was McNeil. Of course, that's fair. That's fair. Um, I mean, yeah. I mean, if you watch, I'm sure you did, Tim. The the Once Upon a Time in Queens documentary yeah. about the '86 Mets, which was fantastic. I mean, they have that the story of uh, of Keith Hernandez approaching Jesse Orozco um, and telling him, what was it, to, to in the um, NLCS against the Astros to, if you throw one more fastball, I'll kick your ass or whatever, right? Is that what it was? <laughs> that effect, yep. Yeah. So, I mean, th- I think because we live in the social media era, we will immediately hear of a conflict, but it's like, more you know, if, it, yeah. if that happened modern day, people would be like, oh, that's awesome. But then they'd be like, is there drama in the club? <laughs> yeah, especially like, with the New York media. That happened last season with Starling Marte and Monte Harrison. There was a bit of a scuffle yeah. in the dugout and it, it led to Monte being sent down to AAA. Um, Tim, you get a, do you get out to a lot of City Field? Do you get out to a lot of Mets games? I, you know, generally I do. Um, over the last couple of years, it's been a bit of a, uh, a bit of an issue, but um, yeah, fair. hopefully that's going to change this year. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's always been a, a second home growing up. Um, my dad worked for an insurance company and they had tickets, so we oh nice ended up going and they weren't good for a lot of the nineties, so we ended up going to a lot of games and uh yeah, it it instilled this uh exceptional version of fandom in me. I know uh you said obviously the nineties was a rough time uh before the, the late nineties Mets, but who was your guy growing up? Like what was your player? Was it like Greg Jeffries or who's who was the Oh I had oh I had not so... anti Jeffries. That was a bad <laughs> bad choice. No, no, that's all right. Oh man, I had so many. Um I was I, I, I was so high on Generation K, which was uh Jason Eisenhausen, okay. Bill Pulsifer, and Paul Wilson. They were supposed to be like the next big pitchers and and all three of them kind of well, pretty much flopped. Jason Ingenhausen had a nice career. Paul Wilson moved on to Cincinnati. Um, I was a huge, huge Pedro Martinez fan. Uh, this is, mm-hmm. of course, is much later. Yeah. Um, I was already in my 20s for that. But boy, yeah. let me, um, I got to put some thought into it. Let me go back to my childhood. I'll make it quick, I promise. No, no, please. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, please uh, that's funny. That's how bad the 90s Mets were that it's like, the three failed prospects are the only ones <laughs> oh, we can remember. This is easy. This is an easy answer. I'm sorry. It's Eddie Murray, bro. Oh, Eddie, Eddie Murray. Yes, Eddie of course. Murray, my father was so ridiculously hyped up when the Mets got Eddie Murray. And he just, you know, it was contagious. And uh, I did my research on him as, you know, I guess it was a sign of things to come. And, and I realized, I'm like, wow, this guy's like amazing. And he had some very solid years in New York. Then he moved on, and he got his three had three thousand pit in Cleveland. And but yeah, no, I was a huge Eddie Murray fan. I, you know, John Franco. There was yeah. so many like underdogs to root for. Ryan Thompson, and that's like a oh wow, you know, oh yeah. They, Ryan Thompson was a hyped up prospect. Played very nice outfield. Had a couple of nice seasons at the plate, but never really panned out. But boy, yeah, like you just. You get hooked on certain guys. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to go on a tangent. But no, no, please, please. no, awesome. we love that. We love that. Tim, what's your uh, what's your go to uh, City Field uh, meal? What's a uh, are you like the pastrami sandwich guy? I know there's a polar bear, Pete, like burger stand or something over there. Yeah, I, yeah, it's been burger, a little bit yeah. since I've been, but I was wondering if there's a uh, something I should check out next time I make it through. Well, I don't know if they still have it. I don't know if this replaced. I don't know if the polar burger replaced the Keith Hernandez burger. Okay. Keith Hernandez burger, which was a little tiny, just a little stand on the field level. Had like jalapenos and bacon. Oh, that sounds awesome. Cheeses. Oh my God. The thing was amazing. But no, I'm a, um, I'm a nachos and a helmet guy. Or a oh, very good answer. Um, I keep it very simple. You're a classic guy. You ever do the ice cream out of the helmet? Oh yeah. No, that's got it. I got kids, man. You know, you live <laughs> on uh, I, we, we found out last week and we freaked out. We had, um, uh 
Ethan Witty, who who does um, who works on a Big Philly's blog, he told us that at Citizens Bank Park, I don't know if you know this, they have surf and turf cheesesteak where it's crab, right? Crab meat, yeah, on it's, yeah, it's crab on a cheesesteak. How insane is that, Tim? I don't do a lot of seafood. That sounds amazing. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got to trust. He was also talking about like crab fries, Brandon. Was that the other thing he was hyping up? That was the other thing, yeah. Yeah, it's like Old Bay seasoning on fries. Yeah, there's some there's some wild oh, stuff yeah. at these ballparks. Oh, Old Bay seasoning on fries. That's a um, that's like a, a little secret. You can go into little uh, little hamlets on Long Island, and the old fishermen will tell you about that. I, I I already spoke about this, but I was at a wedding, and when the, one of the things they gave out at the end is because they're they're they live in Baltimore primarily, but their family was in Florida, so that's why we were back there. But in the little welcome packet, when you got to the hotel, was a bottle of Old Bay seasoning on it. Oh, so I, I got I just got some fresh Old Bay seasoning on me. Hell yeah, so good. Yeah, it uh, was great. T- Tim, aside from City Field, what's the stadium that you either a love going to or b want to check out? One that looks amazing. Um. Honestly, and I, with a little embarrassment, I say this because it's only a few hours away. I've never been to Fenway Park, and wow. I'm going, oh, wow. I have plans to go there with my uncle and my brother this summer, and I, I can't wait to do that. Um, yeah. You know, all-time favorite ballpark was Shea Stadium. It, it was a dump, but it was our dump. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. honestly, um, the old Yankee Stadium was was such a thrill to just walk around. Like, the place was a – it was – there was nothing special about it. There was nothing, but but you could feel the the history. You didn't even have to walk out to Monument Park. You could just feel it walking up those like whatever it is, ninety degree uh, uh, steps going up to uh, <laughs> yeah. the top row. You just you know there was something. You just felt all the everything that happened in that stadium. You felt it when you walked in. So yeah, that was um that was always a thrill to walk into. Ah. Uh, I think Washington is a really, really nice stadium. Philly yeah. Citizens Bank Park is outstanding. Yeah. Um, I haven't, you know, regrettably, I really haven't done a lot of uh, baseball stadium focused traveling. I mean, that's a difficult thing. Yeah, it's a big ask. I think, uh, Brandon, we've talked about this, but the the Dodger Stadium is also one of my absolute favorites. If you get the the view looking over the palm trees over in the outfield, that's a that's a phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah, look. yeah. That's actually where I live now, Tim. I live in LA, so I always catch the Mets uh, oh, nice. when they come out here. But, uh, but yeah, I, I agree. I like Dodger Stadium, but uh, I don't know. I'm 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 kind of partial to like the Baltimore and like the ones. I still that haven't little... been to Camden Yards before. Oh, That's Camden's on the list. Amazing. Camden, yeah. Fenway, those are top ones for me for sure. I mean, yeah, been... Shea also for me, Tim. Obviously, like I was I was a little bit younger when I went there, and uh, and it was a Mets Braves game, and I think Steve Trashel was throwing a no hitter into like the sixth inning, <laughs> and it was. It was a, it was a classic classic moment for me. Sam, you good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, okay. just had a little bit of an interruption there for a second. I uh, I was lucky enough to make it out to Old Yankee Stadium with my dad when I was like eleven, uh, and I think I've told this anecdote on the podcast already, Brandon. So stop me, but if I if I'm repeating myself here, but uh, Derek Jeter was like, uh, I mean, obviously a Marlins fan, but Derek Jeter was a, an all time fave of me growing up. Just born in '92, it just perfectly coincided with his career. Um, and I was screaming from the first base line as he was just doing some warm up throws, and I bothered him so much that I got a dismissive wave, and that. That was like my my core memory of of uh, old Yankee Stadium. <laughs> um, my, my strongest memory of Yankee Stadium, uh, Gary Sheffield hit a line drive down the third base line, well into the foul territory, so hard that you heard someone shriek in terror as it was coming at them. Oh my God, Gary, Gary Sheffield! You know, one of the fastest bats I've ever seen in my life. Probably, if they had exit velocity at that point. I'd pay money to see what it registered at. But yeah, um, the, you could feel the terror in this person's voice. It was That's stupid. insane. That's insane. Yeah, I'm trying to think who could do that now. I guess Stanton is probably the easy answer, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. It, it, comparable. Like, just rockets off the bat. Gary yeah. Shepard was a beast like that. Yeah, that's awesome. That's insane. So uh, so are you going to be going to a lot of games? I know you said you are going to be there for the, the home opener, right, against the Diamondbacks? I will. I will. Actually, the team was cool enough to um, – to include me uh, among media this year. So, Whoa, oh, yeah. Yeah. congratulations, Love man. Thank you. Yeah, I hope to be at the, at the stadium uh, more often than not. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm still – I still have a nine-to-five, so I have to uh, try and balance <laughs> out my schedule. But, yeah, I hope to be there um, for a, a bunch of home series. I love it. I, I want to ask this question. This is my last question for you, Tim. If there was one Mets player, current Mets player, that you would want to go to a nice Italian dinner with, who would it be and why? Huh. Is Peter Alonzo. Oh, Peter Alonzo. Okay. Because he seems like much deeper than a general ball player. 
it seems like there's a lot more there besides just, oh, yeah, I hit baseballs for a living. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I would love to hear about that. Yeah. I think my answer would be Dom Smith. He just he just seems like such a jovial, yeah, charismatic dude. I think that that's probably who my answer is. Oh, what about absolutely. you? What about you, Brandon? Oh, my God. Um, also, is, of- this, is this stemming from the Francisco Lindor chicken parmesan story? I think is it is. It, it must be ingrained. <laughs> I mean, you just answered my question then. I got to eat chicken parm with Francisco. Francisco Lindor. Yeah, no, that's a great answer. That's a great answer. Um, Tim, thank you so much, man, for taking the time to talk to us. Brandon, is there, I know you're you're probably loving our Mets season preview. So is there any last Mets related questions that you got for Tim before we, uh, before we let no, him go? No, I think, I mean, yeah, I got the chicken parm. I got the Italian dinner one out. So no, <laughs> I'm good. But uh, thank good you so much for hopping on, Tim. We appreciate it. Definitely. Also, our Mets fans, check out the Apple. They do amazing work there. Tim does great work. Yeah, Tim. Why don't you you want to plug uh, plug everybody uh, plug where everybody can find you your Twitter account all the all the all the other stuff. Sure. Um, the Twitter account is at Timothy R Ryder, uh, spelled out, and it's R Y D E R. Uh, the Apple you could just search for us. The Apple Mets on Google. Uh, we should pop up. But if you want to type in the uh, the domain, it's the appleNYM.substack.com. Simply amazing is on Spotify, Apple, wherever you listen to podcasts, you find that. And yeah, um, appreciate you guys having me on, Brandon. We got to get you back on the uh, back on the Apple this year, bro. We got to get you for a uh, for a, another guest appearance. Would love to. Yeah, I'll I'll send you some ideas. My Miguel Castro one. Now he's gone. So <laughs> we need to talk about. Send to the Yankees blog. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think yeah thank you. Definitely. That's, that's another conversation for another day. Uh, we oh, didn't, yeah. we didn't yeah, touch we didn't on it. But. That. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Thanks again, Tim. We really appreciate Thanks, it. Um, and we will be right back. Today's episode of NL Feast is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org, not .com, not .gov, you know, .org. Or open Instagram and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. Spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. And we're back. Brandon, phenomenal interview. Tim, what a guy. Knows so much about baseball. Dropping little tidbits here and there. A lot to look forward to with this Mets season. I'm sure you enjoyed a little Mets talk on the pod, my friend. Hell yeah. I loved it. I mean, I'm impartial. Listen, as we know, <laughs> yes, we're not biased. You don't care. Yeah, I mean, we're we're responsible journalists here, I think. So. Absolutely. I've never I've never said something about the Marlins that I didn't mean, god damn mm-hmm. it. God damn it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a great interview. We're really excited to have him back on the show one day. We're sure he'll uh, have a lot of even more tidbits to tell us once the season get rolling with that media pass. Can't wait to hear what's going on in the dugout at Shea, not Shea Stadium, City Field. <laughs> God damn it. Um, but yeah, Brandon, I think we have a little feature to get to before we get out of here. And that is our yeah. famous, world famous feature feature fans. Feature feature fans, baby. That's right. Uh, we like your shit, so maybe you'll like our shit. If you, I love uh, that. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm coming up with a new new branding for you our. You like our here. shit, or we like your shit. Maybe you'll like our shit. Smell like- our shit. No, that's okay. <laughs> too much. Um, we got a uh, Diane M at Mets South Florida, baby. We're South Florida people. You could we not know have found Florida. A Twitter I'm account. a Mets fan. Sam's a Marlins fan, so we'll forgive him. But uh, yeah, uh, talking Mets all the time. Love it. Give us uh, a follow. We're gonna give you a follow. We love to see it. Mets, I hope, South I hope, Florida, a marriage made in heaven. I wonder how much South Florida content they put out because regardless, I'll be checking it out. But if it's a, a ton of good South Florida tidbits, I'm I'm even more in than I was already, especially I was in Florida this weekend. So ranking the best Publixes. Oh, now, uh, dude, I didn't get to go to Publix when I was down south. That was a really an abomination. Oh, man. On my, part. my man. I know. I believe. Um, Mets, Kevin 11 at Mets, Kevin 11. Lots of lots of Mets. He's English and Armenian. Ooh, and he knows a third combo. And he knows a third language. Is that what he said? Oh, and his third language is sarcasm. Sorry, oh. I, I can't read and, and look at you in the in the eye. That's funny. Hey, That's we funny. like comedy. See, obviously, come Listen, on, Kevin. We're, we're on, a sarcasm Kev. pod. We're a sarcasm pod. We're a sarcasm pod. Um, and then finally, uh, kind of, I think, kind of a Mets uh, Twitter legend. I've seen her around a lot. Kara uh, Jeffrey. Um, she's a business manager in the music industry, and she's a long-suffering New York Mets fan in San Diego. Another West Coast Mets fan. I'm an LA Mets fan. Uh, yeah, Mets fans are all over the globe. Kara, uh, we like your Twitter, so I hope you like our 
Stupid uh, show. Our our (laughs) stupid show. Kara, also, I teased this at the top. We got a music video coming out. Why don't you uh, check out the new Ugly Twin music video? Maybe if you see something you like, let me know. We're making connections in real time. We are. Every day, making connects, Brandon. I think that does it for our show, unfortunately, though. Um, We're stoked for opening day. Two days away as of right now. A day away if you're listening to this podcast. 1 p.m. on Thursday. Baseball is back. Brandon, plug your stuff so people can see what you got to say about the first day of baseball. Uh, you can follow me at Brando Grosso. Where can they follow you? Follow me at NL Feast Sam on Twitter. Follow the podcast at NL Feast. Shoot us an email. If you got any questions about what's coming up about the season, what's going on in NL East, talk about your favorite team, anything along those lines, you can shoot us an email, nlfeastpod at gmail.com. Like and subscribe, all that fun stuff. Smash the follow button. Smash the subscribe button. Leave a five-star review on iTunes, and we will uh, we will read it on the pod so long as you don't say anything awful. Um, am I forgetting something? It feels like I'm forgetting something, Brandon, but I, I, I can't think of it off the top of my head. I think we're good. Is there anything else before we get out of here, Brandon? Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.